Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports. So glad you're joining us today. We've got an incredible special for you today, something very uh, unique. You know, we've had some heavy stories in the last couple of days about race in America and about organizations that some are dear to our hearts, some stir passion in our hearts, the Salvation Army being one of those, another being Black Lives Matter, all of them sort of engaging in this holiday season on the issue of race. And, you know, these are heavy stories. No matter where you fall on the political spectrum, we are in a moment where race seems to seep itself into every aspect of our life. You heard Alan Dershowitz the other day say critical race theory is actually not only infecting the schools, it's infecting our court system and it's wrong. We had these great stories of which we brought some of the reporters on about the Salvation Army having this guide that uh, told white donors that as part of their donation this year, they should repent for the white racism in, I guess, their ethnicities past. And of course, that got withdrawn or is put under review. And then we had Black Lives Matter come out right in that Thanksgiving holiday weekend and say, hey, you guys who celebrated Thanksgiving with your cold turkey, well, guess what? Or your dry turkey, guess what? Uh, You were celebrating it on stolen lands. And then right away, they pivoted and said, this is the group now, Black Lives Matter, the group, the foundation. Hey, Christmas is nothing more than some propaganda arm, some extension of white supremacist capitalism. That's pretty amazing, given that many of their donors are corporations that profit and get their revenues that they pay their employees from through the Christmas holiday season. So with all of this out, it seems like a concerted effort to get people every day to focus on the color of one's skin, one's ethnicity as the predeterminant in our life. I wanted to go to someone who could walk us through thoughtfully where civil rights issues are, where they're not, where the race hustlers are, where the honest issues are. And I couldn't think of anyone better 
than Alveda King, the niece of the great Martin Luther King, a extraordinary voice on not only things race, but just about common sense in America and faith in America and all the different components of our life. We're at an inflamed moment. It seems as many people want to make race the predominant discussion in America. And I wanted to go to someone whose family changed the course of America, whose uncle clearly revolutionized America for the better, and get her take on where we are. What do you make of Salvation Army? What do you make of Black Lives Matter? The concept versus the group. Where are we in this post-Rittenhouse, post-Waukesha world? And I think we're going to have a thoughtful discussion today. I'm very excited about it. My wife and I and my son have been talking about this at home because these stories that we've broken on Justin News have had a lot of passion inside. You go and like, what happened to my favorite group that I love those red kettles, but why did I have to repent just for being white? And is this the right thing for the Salvation Army to do? And, and well, you know, Black Lives Matter. I want all lives to matter, Black Lives as well. But do I really want to renounce capitalism? Is that the only way I get to celebrate Christmas this year? So we're going to have a thoughtful conversation with Alveda King. I'm very excited about that. And then we're going to follow up with one of my great colleagues here at Just the News. I'm a big fan of his work. If you haven't read it, or more importantly, if you haven't listened to his brand new podcast, podcast. You should do it. Christian Toto is one of the premier Hollywood reporters, entertainment reporters, culture reporters in America. You see him on TV. You see him on our site writing stories. And now he's got a brand new podcast that I'm so proud to put on the Just the News. It's part of the Just the News family. If you haven't seen it, Right on Hollywood with Christian Toto is a great listening experience. It is a literally a once a week podcast. You should automatically subscribe to it. It's amazing. We're going to bring in Christian to talk about all this stuff, cancel culture, Hollywood being too woke, CEOs and their customers not seeing eye to eye on social issues or the role that companies should be playing in social issues. All those things are on the table for this extraordinary day today. Alveda King, Christian Toto, two amazing expert voices. We're going to spend the whole time with them. Before we do, I just want to point out a couple of things that have broken on Just the News because there is every day an important issue going out there. And one of them does involve BLM, and it'll be something we'll discuss with Alveda King in a little bit. But a lot of the companies that have gave money to BLM or donated to other groups in the name of Black Lives Matter, the organization, are companies that are retail companies. They make their money on the Christmas holiday shopping season. It's their biggest time of year. And it's interesting, none of them are willing to speak up. We offered an opportunity to all of these companies, all of them, to come on and say, listen, I know you wanted to do good with the donations you made with to the cause Black Lives Matter, but Black Lives Matter is calling Christmas a ploy for white supremacist capitalism. Do you believe in that? Would you at least rebuke that concept that somehow Christmas is a colonization effort, which is some of the actual words that Black Lives Matter used? They turned us down day after day after day. None of these groups. So we've listed all these groups for you so you can see who are the big donors and why they didn't necessarily respond to our inquiry, to our efforts in this story that my great colleague Aaron Kliegman wrote today. He's one of our brand new investigative reporters. We quoted Alfredo Ortiz, a prominent Hispanic American businessman, the CEO of Job Creators Network, one of the more important small business groups in America, the voice of Main Street, as I like to say. And he said something I thought just really profound. Step back for a second 
and think about what Black Lives Matter is attacking. They're attacking the American free market system that gives everybody the chance to climb up the economic ladder. Everyone has a chance to become an entrepreneur, to grow business, to grow wealth, to create a workforce. And Alfredo Ortiz, who's Hispanic, said, listen, the free market is the greatest equalizer we have. We shouldn't be diminishing it and running away from it. It is far better for every person of every race and color and creed and ethnicity and background because socialist big government always lead to chronic poverty. And in contrast, Free markets have opened up some of the greatest wealth opportunities in the history of mankind. Some really strong words by Alfredo Ortiz, a man who represents Main Street America, the small business of America. Check out this story. The headline is a fun story. Corporate backers of BLM undeterred by groups Christmas blitz against capitalism and holiday shopping. A very important moment. If you've been wondering, hey, whatever happened to the Clinton Foundation? Some bad news for Bell and Hillary Clinton's Family Foundation. Donations are down 75% in 2020 over 2016. It shows you what happens to a lot of these fundraising efforts. When the person who runs the charity no longer is in power, a lot of people, let's, let's just face it and be honest, a lot of people donate because they want something from the people in power. When they're not out of power, they lose interest in the donation. Prima facie proof, the latest tax returns from the Clinton Foundation. Important stuff to be paying attention to today. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Alveda King up first. We're going to have a real serious discussion about race and skin color and policy and rhetoric in this confusing holiday season where a lot of organizations, some controversial, some that have been sort of blue chip Americans like Salvation Army, all stirring passion and controversy in this very moment. Right back with Alveda King right after this commercial break. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, yes, a very special guest. I'm so elated to have her back on the show. You know her as a civil rights leader, as an evangelist, as one of the real cogent voices in speaking up for the civil rights of the unborn. And of course, she is the niece of the great Dr. Martin Luther King. Joining me right now, Alveda King. Alveda, great to have you on the show. John, it's wonderful to join you as well. And hello to your whole entire listening audience. Hi, everybody. We love it. We got, we're so glad to have you on. And today was such a momentous day at the Supreme Court. This Mississippi case, perhaps the largest discussion about abortion in the court since Roe v. Wade. What is your take on what happened today? Well, you know, Roe v. Wade is really bad law. There's so many holes in what was decided in 1973 that can easily be refuted today. They didn't know if it was really life. They didn't know if it was a blob of tissue, a lump of flesh. Now we know through 3 and 4D ultrasound right. very, very early that that is a human being. There are so many things that had not been considered. They didn't know how damaging abortion is to a woman's body and her health. So all of this legal abortion has made us one of the seven countries in the world that thinks it's okay to abort a baby the whole nine months. So all of that has happened, and we know that it's bad law. And I was very excited to hear the beginnings of those oral arguments and all of that today. I was right there, boots on the ground. <laughs> There's some beautiful pictures of you right on the, right on the front lines uh, today. And it's such an amazing moment. Were you Thank surprised you. by the discussion? And what was your take? It felt, you know, a lot of the news media reporting, it looked like a majority of the court. And of course, everyone's guessing from questions, but a majority of the court seemed to be inclined to support the law in Mississippi. What was your take on listening to it and all the expertise that you've had on this issue for so long? I believe there was a lot of support as well. Anybody who is a rational thinker or a sincere heart who cares about human dignity, you could come from either perspective, knows that it's time for to uh, overhaul that thing. We could really hear it. We could hear the sentiments. Interestingly enough, our podium was right next to those who still support abortion. And so wow, very fascinating. And if you could hear my remarks, the audio from it, I was really trying to yell over them. <laughs> I thought it was very important. I said, let God be glorified. I even led the Lord's Prayer, you know. Aww. Well, most of America, more Americans, care about human dignity and we know we've been snookered a little bit i think so yeah and that passion was uh, just so you could feel it today I, I walked by the court earlier the day before i came into the office and you know it was two three hours before the arguments and you could feel the audience and the passion you know this is an issue and this is a moment in history that we're going to look back and say this was an opportunity to yes. to do what's right and i think we're gonna can I just real quick yes on the Dobbs issue you know send it back to the state yes to let give it back to the people and let the people really consider the issue and make those decisions state by state. That's what happened with the Martin Luther King holiday. I had been elected to the Georgia legislature. Right. I was a Democrat at the time, actually. But 
the holiday had to be ratified state by state before it became federal law. So letting the people decide state by state, that's a very important move. And so I believe that it's time. Yeah, in fact, you heard states' rights a lot in the arguments and in the discussion today. And it's mm-hmm. ironic because this is one of the places where the court, which ordinarily is very strong on uh, states' rights, said there isn't a state right here, that there's a, a guaranteed right. It's going to be very interesting to watch how that plays out in this next decision. Absolutely. Yeah, just amazing. Listen, I want to get into It's funny. We've been having a lot of uh, conversations in my own private family because of some stories we did here at Just the News. There have been a couple things that happened at the start of the holidays that Just the News wrote about. It got a lot of attention. And then I'd come home at night, my wife, my son, and I were all talking about it. I just want to walk you through two things because I think you're more eloquent than anyone in helping people understand these issues of race in the 21st century context that we're now living in. Uh, the first one is the Salvation Army, a great organization. I've always put money in the kettle. Everyone does. And uh, and I know they do a lot of good around the world. But just last week, we had a story that said they put out a guide for this year's holiday giving. And part of the guide said that one of the things they wanted white Americans to do was to repent. That's actually the word they use for for the prior you know uh, injustices and racism that the white race had it caused across America. And this had an enormous amount of impact. A lot of people, uh, including donors, became very concerned that this was not where the Salvation Army should be. And they have withdrawn that pamphlet now for more review, saying we got to think about it maybe it wasn't the right thing to do when you see the salvation army get drawn into this debate about race today what do you think i mean what what sort of things run through your mind right now when you hear that well the last foot washing i attended was in washington dc and the white people were washing the black people's feet and all and it was okay and i told them later i said look i'm never going to another foot washing unless we (laughs) all repent together and wash each other's feet i said there's been too much hurt too much pain too much injustice injustice anywhere quoting martin luther king jr is is anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere but he also said we must learn to live together as brothers. I had his sisters or parents together in school. He didn't say neighbors, cousins, or anything like that. Right. And out of Acts seventeen twenty six, which I learned from three Baptist preachers, Martin Luther King Sr., my dad, Reverend A.D. King, and my uncle, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Acts seventeen twenty six, really through 28, of one blood, God made all people. Yeah. So if we are one blood, there's only one race the human race and when you know and really there's only one critical race the human race so when i see the salvation army doing that the white people need to keep repenting and apologizing to the black people hey we're one race we all need to come together and repent for our sins individually as a country around the world and learn to live together as brothers and sisters one race and if we are one race indeed, one blood, then if we acknowledge that, so they're missing the boat. And I'm really honestly tired of whites, and I really don't want to step on anybody's toes because I've had Caucasian people in my arms crying and repenting. Right. I said, I love you. you. You actually didn't do it. That was your ancestors. And I know if you don't feel that way today, I'm your sister. And so, and I need to repent too. We all need to repent. Yeah. And we are one blood and one race. 
It's such an important thing. And we've lost so much of we in America. We always had the idea that no matter what divided us, it was the things that we shared in common that made us great. And, and it seems like today people are spending so much trying, trying to find the points of division rather than the points of unity, which... We repent and love each other. And, and, and this thing, oh, I'm colorblind. I don't see your skin. Right. Yes, you, you know, if you've got on a blue suit and a red tie... You see it. <laughs> see the, the red tie, you see the blue suit. Oh, what color is your skin? I don't see it. Yeah. And then that means you erase my ethnicity if yeah. you don't see the beauty that God designed in each one of our cultures. So ethnicity is not race. We just we have to get that. Yeah, such an important thing. And you're right. Colorblind was this for a moment for many years. That was sort of a code where well, we're not racist, but it's OK to see the colors and the differences and the ethnicities and everything. It just can't be the thing that we use to predetermine how we act towards each other. And that that's gets, right. Yeah, we get it lost. Hmm. It's amazing. I want to ask you about another one. So I think of all the people that I've seen speak on this in the last couple of years, you have the best take on on Black Lives Matter and, and separating the group Black Lives Matter from the concept that Black Lives Matter should matter. And this past weekend, we saw Black Lives Matter, the group, the, the nonprofit group. They put out a bunch of tweets saying, hey, uh, we're launching another Black Xmas, taking Christ out of Christmas, Black Xmas oh. uh, campaign to help people realize that Christmas is nothing more than a tool of white supremacist um, uh, capitalism. Your thoughts on uh, what they're doing when they run a campaign like that? Well, when I look at the XMAS, Remove Christ, and then to say that's white supremacy, well, Christmas is celebrated around the world. It is. Not just in America. And so that in itself, and and it's not even new, into the 60s, into the 70s, Xmas. And I would just casually write it, and somebody said, did you just erase Christ out of Christmas? So I stopped (laughs) it, and I don't accept it. And I say Merry Christmas. Hey, y'all, Merry Christmas. Now, if you're not a Christian, still Merry Christmas. John 3, 16 is for everybody. It doesn't even say, for God so loved the Christians. It says the world. The world. Christ back in Christmas. My Christmas album says Merry Christmas, and then again under that. And so we say Merry Christmas, we mean it. Black Lives Matter, the movement is different from the organization or the group, which is a Marxist group funded by very rich Marxist people who want to destroy our democracy here in America. And if we don't know that, we need to really look at it. And so the movement of Black Lives Matter, my answer is this. Well, of course, Black Lives Matter, because human life matters. Right. It's just that simple. But you're not going to just pick one group and then just tell the other people you're evil and hateful and God hates you. No, God doesn't hate any of us. We are human beings with different ethnicity, and we must come together. I don't think you exactly asked me about critical race there, but you can look at BLM, Black Lives Matter, and then CRT, critical race theory. Yep. And that's the intrinsically linked, aren't the, they? Yeah. Yeah. And the Christians and the nice people I call them and all that. Oh, no, critical race theory is evil. We're just not going to deal with it. I say, no, no, no. They started it. I say, so let's finish it. Let's really talk about critical race theory and go right into the schools and put it in the textbooks that it is a, it's Marxist. It is socialist. It's created by people who want to foster hate and division. It was started by uh, Caucasian anthropologists like Darwin. Uh, what's the other man's name? Carl. You have to look it up. But I wrote about him the other day, too. Yeah. They 
were so nervous about preserving what they called the Aryan race or the superior race that they came up with a critical race theory and said the black people, for example, brains were smaller and all this kind of thing because they wanted to eradicate any people group, any ethnic group except themselves. So is this Marxist? And if we don't say that, we need to teach exactly why it's bad. So just to say it's bad, I, I love what they did in Virginia, saying, no, the dads and moms says we're not going to let our kids learn hate and hate each other. I absolutely love that. But explain to the kids why. Explain what critical race theory really is. And once we do that, then the children will say, that really is bad because we're all human beings. It doesn't matter what color we are. We have to actually teach Act 1726 and why critical race theory does not support the truth. Yeah, such an important this dialogue. Your family has, for well over a half century, worked to unify and make America better. And there were a lot of hard issues that had to be overcome by your uncle, your dad, you. Uh, we're at a moment now where when you look at the data, there's a lot of progress in America. There's a lot of things we can celebrate. We have a lot of problems still, but mm -hmm. it seems like there's been a concerted effort in the last 48 months or so to really focus on division. Uh, the, your skin is going to predetermine your outcome, your behavior, uh, your ceiling in life, which is antithetical to the whole reason we started America in the first place. How do we get out of this cycle of division that we're trapped in? We seem like it's been a very intense four years of chronic division. The truth has to be told in every generation and certainly every decade, because if you skip one or two decades, the third decade won't remember it. And conjecture comes in and that's when things begin, people begin to fight without truth. And so my uncle would just say, teach the truth. Truth across the earth will rise again, but only if we speak truth, we have to speak it in love. Agape love, faith, hope, and love. We have to have all of that. But we have to have it in every generation. And I, I remember, and we didn't talk about this, but let me just throw it on the table. Please. Uh, COVID and all of that. Yes. And people are really pretty tired of COVID right now. <laughs> I think they are. <laughs> you know, I lost my executive assistant to COVID, oh. my Harry Jackson, uh, Herman Cain. So it right. hurts. Yeah. does. But we rather, what God told me in my heart was fear not, you know, don't fight each other, fight to live. Don't have your holidays and times with your loved ones. Did you take the shot? Or why did you take the shot? Or uh, what did you do? And you know, no, no, no. Let everybody work out their healing paths and their salvation, actually, with fear and trembling, but love each other. Don't argue and fight. The arguing and fighting violence are not holy. They're not of the Lord. So if I see my brother and sister, I'm not supposed to fight with them about these issues, but I'm supposed to fear not and fight to live. That's such good words of wisdom for all of us to live by. You just have to hope that 2022 is the beginning of that truth moment where we, we put, put aside our differences and we find what's good in each of us because there's a lot of great in this country and uh, you are living proof that you and your family and its contributions to the great American experience are something that we'll forever revere. And Alvin, I just want to thank you. Every time you come on, you bring such great wisdom to the show. So I want to thank you very much for being on today. And look for me at alvedaking.com and speakforlife.org. Speakforlife.org and alvedaking.com. Okay.
I'll be the king back. I'll be the king. Exactly. All right. We're going to remember those and I'm going to post those up on my Twitter account in just a few seconds. Thanks so much. Thanks. You have a blessed holiday. Merry Christmas. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, folks. We're going to be right back in a few minutes. We're going to go diving into some breaking news in just a few minutes with my good friend, Christian Toto, right after these commercial messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News. That's AMAC.us forward slash Just News. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, one of my favorite colleagues, I've worked with him for many years at the Washington Times and here, one of the greatest writers in Hollywood, one of the greatest reporters and journalists in Hollywood, joining us right now and the host of a must-listen-to podcast, Right on Hollywood with Christian Toto. Joining me right now is Christian Toto. Christian, great to have you on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for the kind words. You have been one of the most cogent voices in Hollywood for a very long time. And one of the things that I've always enjoyed as an editor when I get to see your content, you're always leaning in and you're finding trends before other people realize are going on. And I have to say, I think you were 10 years ahead of the whole cancel culture blacklisting in Hollywood theme. I think you were one of the first journalists to really chronicle it. And the other day, your great podcast, Right on Hollywood. Folks, if you haven't checked it out, go download it, get, go get subscribed. It's incredible. It's on every platform. You're talking about the great comedian Josh Denny, but you talked about that the blacklist has actually been 
robust enough. We actually have a 2.0 version of it in Hollywood. Tell me a little bit about what you're learning there. Yeah, I mean, I've been talking to actors for years about this. And often when I interview them, they'll say, hey, would you mind if you don't mention that I'm, I'm right of center, that, I, that I'm conservative? I, I don't want that out. I've talked to filmmakers who have worked with crew members who basically used uh, pseudonyms on their projects because not that they didn't want to do the project, but they knew that there, there could be backlash. And it's also interesting, about every year or so, there's a new article. It could be in Variety, The Hollywood Reporter, Deadline.com that basically admits this, this sort of uh, suppression of right of center artists is happening. And it's it just kind of shrugged off like, oh, okay, you know, uh, conservative actors have to meet in secret and they fear for their careers. Well, that's not right. I mean, it, it, if, the, if the people in question were conspiracy theorists are saying these wacky stories, but often they're just people who lean to the right or, or like limited government. They're not you know, it's within the realm of reason and they shouldn't have to hide their views. And at the same time, you know, liberal actors uh, share their politics in every possible place, you know, from the Academy Awards uh, podiums to social media to interviews and good for them. They can, they can say what they want. It's, it's, it's what makes this country great, but they should lend that same openness, that same ability to, to speak their minds to their colleagues. Yeah, you know, I have encountered this so much. I, I remember, maybe just a few years ago now, but I was with a famous actor. We had dinner, and I asked him, could he do an interview with me? And he said, I will, but I can't take the risk until after my show gets into five years so I get the syndication right. So I guess after five <laughs> years, most... So he just wasn't willing to even do a interview and, and talk about his political leanings until he was sure his show had gotten to syndication rights where he would make a lot more money this sensibility in Hollywood that if you're even if you're libertarian, if you're conservative, you're going to pay a price for even raising your head one moment is really palpable when you talk to the real frontline makers. Now, you celebrate some of the what I would call the boomerangs or the comeback kids. A couple of weeks ago on your podcast, you had a great a take on Gina Carano, the Disney star and how her comeback and why it matters. I mean, she got instantly blacklisted and she's found a way to revive her career probably faster than anyone i know talk about what gina did and why it's so remarkable in this cancer culture moment yeah well she was on the mandalorian a big role for her and her career has had ups and downs she's a former mma fighter who transitioned to hollywood and on the mandalorian she got a lot of good publicity i think she had a bit of a fan base going but she is either right of center or a free thinker or just someone who likes to stir things up in a way to make us think in general, maybe just kind of push away the, the preferred narratives. And she did it on social media. And Disney warned her again and again. And she really knew that anything that she said next that could be troublesome, that could be interpreted as, as problematic, that she'd be gone. And she did it. She made, she made a, uh, a social media post comparing early, maybe 1930s Germany to today in certain ways. I don't like going there. I don't like that the Nazi connection yeah. at all. But you know, it, it never was wins for anyone who's ever used it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think it's just it should be off the table just yeah. from a, a gentleman's point of view. Just exactly. go to, you can make it differently. But she was actually arguing for empathy. She wasn't saying these are mean or, or casting people as Nazis. So even if you don't like the argument and, and even if you don't agree with it, what she was reaching for was a better understanding of our fellow Americans. And she got fired by Disney at the same time that Disney's been working with the Chinese government. And we know what the Chinese government is up to on multiple levels. And even her colleagues at The Mandalorian have said nastier things about 
Nazi comparisons. Pedro right. Pascal, who's the lead in the show, has done that. Uh, Bette Midler, who's right now shooting Hocus Pocus 2, a Disney Plus production, has said the nastiest things about Senator Rand Paul basically cheering on violence against him. And I'm thinking, well, that's okay, but what Gina said isn't. So it's a real double standard, and she knew it. And I met her, and I've interviewed her recently, and she just she couldn't live with herself to not be herself. And she's been able to kind of resurrect her career. And you know, kudos to the Daily Wire for hiring her. But I, I think that there's a lesson there that if you do speak your mind, that you will pay some prices. But there may be some rewards as well. Yeah, that is such the, an amazing thing to take a look at as we as we go through. And you know, I think now what's beginning to, and, and I'd like to test this with you and see if you're seeing it. It appears that the conservatives who for so long have been pinned down in Hollywood have decided, you know what. We're not going to try to live in this environment. We're going to go create an opposite and equal ecosystem. We're going to start to build out. And so you start to see very successful new movie initiatives that are targeted at Christian families or family-friendly movies and family-friendly entertainment. Is there a alternate Hollywood beginning to grow? Obviously, it's a long way from catching up to the, you know, the Tinseltown. But do you see elements of an alternate place where people can go and say, in the future, you know what? I don't care if Disney picks me up. I can go here. Yeah, I, I think you're seeing those seeds, but it's a very difficult process. I mean, just everything in Hollywood is, is challenging. You could lose millions on the wrong project. You make a mistake with the greatest actors, and all of a sudden you've got a flop. So I, I think the, the obstacles in the way of them are, are significant. But I think what we're seeing on a smaller level is the success. Uh, Larry Elder had a documentary, Uncle Tom, which was very successful on a, on a modest scale. And again, you know, not a big budget. It didn't get any sort of mainstream attention, but it it recouped its costs very quickly. And there are a lot of comedians out there who are not even right of center, just kind of prickly, just kind of uh, adventurous in what they say, like Ryan Long. And they do very well. And they're they're kind of building these own careers completely outside the Hollywood ecosystem. And I think they love it because they can just do what they want and be their own boss and have the freedom and still be able to make a living, which is the all important you know the question at the end of the day, can I survive? Yeah, without a doubt. There's no doubt that is the question. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, these people have a livelihood in business. And that's the most powerful thing that those that want to create a monolithic view in Hollywood hold over them. And and, uh, for anyone who's come up against it, they know that it's it's a real threat to their futures. As you look out now... Uh, Kristen, do you think we have reached a moment of pause, a moment of detente at all? Do do some of these organizations, and let's expand it out beyond Hollywood to social media, you know, Jack Dorsey stepping down yesterday is a earthquake moment in social media. And what, what, we, what we're finding out is as popular as Twitter was, it apparently doesn't have a very good business model still. Um, do you think that some of the market forces are beginning to get some of these left-leaning corporate titans to rethink the idea that poking half of America or alienating 50% of America is not a good long-term business model? You know, actually, I don't. I don't think yet. Uh, it may come to that point. There's a couple of reasons why. One, we've seen some social media companies spring up like Getter, right. Parler, MeWe. And they don't seem to really break through. And I, I've been tiny. very active. Yeah, I mean, but they need some sort of, I guess, maybe a vent or maybe even like a Trump style figure to kind of embrace them. And then maybe a whole bunch of people will move over there. But, you know, I'm on Twitter a lot. And all I see are people who are, you know, think similar to me, at least, or at least are open minded about things. And they complain, oh, I, Twitter's banning this and censoring this. Well, why are you here still or why aren't you sharing your time on these other platforms? And I think these platforms including Hollywood, will really have to learn a lesson. You know, the, the get woke, go broke sort of message 
it, I don't think it's gotten through yet. And even though there's been great examples of, of this happening, I, I, so I think there's, I think that there has to be much more financial punishment before these big organizations say, oh my gosh, what are we doing? I think we've made a mistake. But I also think that the alternate right of center counterculture can kind of force them to say, oh my goodness, we're, we're leaving a lot of money on the table. Let's go here. And I think that'd be a great thing. Yeah, it would be. It seems like that moment has to come or the correction in the marketplace. I mean, it's what our founding fathers intended when they created the free marketplace. It is America that we would self-correct things because the market would use its common sense and shift and say enough's enough and vote with their dollar. We see people voting with their feet, right? They're leaving states like California and New York and New Jersey and Michigan in droves because it's too expensive. They don't like the policies. They don't like the size of government government or governance. Um, uh, now the question is, will people walk in, with their eyeballs and their wallets and their entertainment choices? And they've been slow to do that. And I'm curious, as you look out over the horizon, do you see trend lines that would concern even independent Americans? Are, are there trend lines of the censorship continuing that should concern all of us? Oh, yeah. I mean, you see it almost every day. I mean, just think about what we're learning and finding out about COVID, about, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop story. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't 20 years ago or, or 10 years ago or five years ago. That was just recently. Yeah, just and a year that should have been a wake up call to everyone that this is wrong, that you can't just sort of summarily dismiss a story because it doesn't have the narrative you want. Uh, you know, the, these things should be red pill moments for people who, no matter what their political uh, persuasion is, they say, oh, you know, wait, I was told that was a lie. That was misinformation. That was Russian uh, plotting. And now we're finding out it's true. Why did my favorite news outlets, you know, try to hide that from me? That, that should wake people up. Yeah. But I think that's a slow process, unfortunately. And I, I you know, I, I, I talk to comedians who say that their work is censored sometimes. Uh, a comedian who does a great Dr. Fauci impression, which is, not, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. It's not really vicious. Right. And he's suffered some social media punishments for doing that. So uh, Ryan Long has suffered that as well. So it, it's, we're not at a good place. I, I think there's an, a rising awareness in the general population that it's a problem, but we're not there yet. There's, yeah. there's still hurdles to kind of overcome. It is an extraordinary moment. And, you know, I think the, the definition of what America is going to be for the next 25 or 50 years, the underpinnings are being written right now. And there are a lot of people, particularly younger people, who seem to like this big government monolithic. Everyone should think the same way. A globalist view of the world and that idea of personal liberty seems to always be the thing that loses out in the establishment corners of the, of our our lives whether it's on social media government and i think that we're going to determine an entire two or three generations experience in american by the decisions we make in the next few years because i think we're really at one of those tipping points as you step back now and you look what is the state of comedy i mean when i grew up we were so lucky to have you know, some of the greatest comedians of all time, you know, David Letterman and Jay Leno and Johnny Carson before that. And everybody was fair game every night. You know, Ronald Reagan got made as fun of as Jimmy Carter. And, and, and then we seem to have gotten to this state now where things don't feel as funny and they feel like they're pretty monolithic. Do you think there's a breakout moment where comedians are going to say, you know what, I'm tired of this girdle. I'm taking it off. I'm going back to regular humor. Well, I think I, I keep waiting for that movie maybe an independent film, perhaps, that is off the wall and outrageous and legitimately funny and pushes a lot of really challenging buttons. And that kind of is a cultural moment. We're not there yet for sure. But it is interesting that the comedians see themselves more as 
propagandists is a hard word, but they're, they're cheerleaders. They're cheerleaders for a team. And, you know, if Stephen Colbert saw a story about, let's just say, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, that was very mockable. Right. There's a very good chance that she, that he wouldn't go there. He wouldn't go anywhere near it's it. just amazing. That he'd go back, uh, back maybe Senator Ted Cruz or, or Tucker Carlson. So that's where the, the Joe Rogans and the Ryan Longs and the J.P. Sears they're willing to go in these directions. And I think that if, if they continue to have the success, it may, maybe almost they have to shame the, the late night team. And, you know, the, the Gutfeld situation is the perfect example. Here's a show that does not have a huge budget from what I can tell. It doesn't have any A-list guests. There's no Tom Hanks sitting on Gutfeld's couch at all. And yet he's been at or near the top of the late night landscape. The show debuted in April and a few months later, he was, he was the king because yeah. people were desperate for something different. And I think that, if you're a Netflix or a Hulu, you've got to look at that and say, we want our Gutfeld. We want our guy or gal who's going to yeah. do that thing. But they're not. And nope. that speaks volumes. They're missing an enormous opportunity. And it's going to be an interesting moment to see. There was a fascinating story on Just the News. And it's a little bit bigger than Hollywood or the entertainment culture. But I think the warning signs are the same. One of the main management firms that really is the horse whisperer to CEOs around the country. One of the, yeah, it's, it's in the top three or four management top management consulting firms in America. They did a study and they interviewed three or 400 CEOs who came out with very strong expressions that they thought it was their mission, their responsibility, and they were being successful by weighing in on social issues and trying to use their corporate perch to get the consumer base of their companies to conform to a certain social view or a certain political view. So like 63% of CEOs thought that was a good thing and that they were succeeding. And then they interviewed the consumer base and only 36% thought that was a good thing and was succeeding. And the other 67% uh, thought that it was a bad thing is there a disconnect between these, you know, MBA graduate um, uh, CEOs running the major blue chips of America and the, the very base of America that is their customer base? Does that continue into Hollywood? And is there any moment where CEOs are going to wake up and say, you know what, I think I'm poking the wrong bear? Yeah, the disconnect is obvious. It's significant. I think it's based on the news that we consume and they may be the Facebook friends we follow because if I follow people who are left of center, I will get certain narratives. And if it's people who are the right of center, I'll get a separate set of narratives. But I, it's, it, it's interesting, if you're a right of center person, you kind of get it all because you absorb what's what Twitter is promoting and what, the, what different news outlets are promoting. And then you seek out other news outlets that may be, may be in line with your worldview. And so, you know, I have people who, who are I'm dear friends with who are left of center, and they probably aren't aware of things that I'm aware of. I, this is a quick, quick personal story. I, I kind of lost my best friend of like 20 years. We were having an argument about uh, Cuomo, the governor, and also Russian collusion. And he was a big fan of Cuomo. And he said that Russian collusion was still true. And I was arguing, no, no. I mean, because I I've, I've, had read alternate news sites. I knew what Cuomo was up to. Yeah. And he said, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. He hung up on me. It's the last time we spoke. And I thought, wow. I don't even care that he disagrees with me. But he was so adamant that I was wrong and that I, I shouldn't be listened to. Wow. And yet I was right. And again, I don't even care that I'm right. I could have been flat out wrong. Right. But here's my friend who's getting this. And I'm sure he's, you know, absorbing different news outlets. You know, uh, Governor Cuomo was considered sort of the the, the possible successor to Biden if, if Biden yeah. stepped aside during the campaign last year. So he, you know, he had a different news feed than I did. And it it, it shattered our friendships. And I, I hear this all the time. It's so sad. I just I just want more honesty and more transparency and for people to open their minds. Yeah, it, it um, 
this alternate world where we, I gave a speech a few years ago at High Point University, and, they, and the point I was making was that once the media started to divide up its audience and say we're only going to have red readers and blue readers, that the we in America would start to shrink. And I started to show, put Fox News on the map and, and HuffPo and MSNBC on the map and watch what happens to the number of people who self-identify as independent. It just keeps shrinking uh, mm-hmm. because you're forced to choose sides when the news you read, which, you know, there used to be an agreement in America that everybody had the same facts and then you'd come to your different conclusions. Now people have different facts, right? And if you listen to Adam Schiff, you're absolutely convinced that Donald Trump was a spy for Russia. And, you know, if you listen to John Durham and the Attorney General and the FBI, you find out, and Robert Mueller, he wasn't a spy. No such thing. It was contrived. Um, But the fact that we can't even agree on the facts anymore seems to have put us on a course of just creating two camps in America. And basically, we're back to the North and South, just not over civil war and slavery, but over whatever the political issues of the day are. We're just driven into these camps and we, we never want to talk to each other again. And that anecdote with your, your friend is just so powerful to think that a single political dispute could end a friendship like that or put it on a hiatus. It's remarkable. Do you see anyone, any influencer, somebody that just awakens us all to, we got to stop this. Is there, is there somebody out there that's emerging right now? You know, uh, is it Joe Rogan? Maybe, I mean, what's interesting about Joe Rogan is he seems to translate to all different sort of people, right? He's got people on the far left, people on the far right, people in the middle, libertarians. What is the Joe Rogan dynamic going on right now in America? And is there someone like him that at some point is going to get us to wake up and say, what we've been doing is foolish? We're giving up friendships and, and common sense for, for no good reason. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the ideal figure right now because he's not a political beast. I think generally he's probably left of center if push comes to shove. He's yep. probably a little bit right here, a little bit left there. But he really is open-minded. He wants everyone to come into his studio. You know, he's had Alex Jones on. I'm not an Alex Jones fan at yeah. all. I don't think that's productive. But right. that is his choice. He's kind of a comical figure, and he, I guess he finds him amusing. But at the end of the day, he is a podcaster. He is a comedian. He can sort of have on guests from a, a variety of fields and backgrounds. But he really seems like he's searching. He's really kind of interviewing people. And he doesn't strike me as an intellectual at all. Although I think at this point he's interviewed so many experts. He's probably rather bright and in a, in a wide range of areas. Yeah. But because he's not seen as a Ben Shapiro type, and no offense to Ben Shapiro, but he's brilliant, or, you know, or someone on the left like Rachel Maddow, he doesn't sort of enter the conversation with the baggage. And that is fascinating. And also, you know, Bill Maher is, is similar. He's a left of center yeah. person. He's been that way for years, but he has been just devastating on what's going on in world culture right now. And he's preaching to a very different choir than a, than a Ben Shapiro is. Yeah. And I think even uh, John Stewart is beginning to, you know, he, he really is the millennial generation's lefty favorite guy, but even he is saying, Hey, Hey, Hey guys, Stop. We're gone way too far. We're, we're abandoning our values. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who steps into this void in the, the next few years. As you look out, who are the young stars in Hollywood that we should be watching for? Left, right, center, independent, funny, not funny, dramatic. Who are your favorite rising stars in Hollywood? You know, he, he's outside the system, but I've been really intrigued by Tim Dillon. He is, I guess, in his mid-30s. He's a podcaster. He's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. He has videos and things like that. But he actually reminds me of of Howard Stern, the way he used to be, just speaking kind of 
creatively in a way that's against the grain, taking absurd positions to be an absurdist, right. but also uh, illuminating some interesting thoughts along the way. And that's a fascinating process. You know, we, we forget about the, the Lenny Bruce's and the George Carlin's. It's not just ha-ha funny, but he really kind of challenged us. And the best comedians do that. And by the way, you know, Stephen Colbert gave a recent interview. We talked about how we have to be careful when we tell jokes. But for a comedian, every time he or she steps on a stage, it's a workshop. It isn't a finished product. So if a comedian tells a joke and says, oh, my gosh, that, I didn't quite get it. I'm going to try right, something a little bit again. different tomorrow. And then, and then maybe she gets closer to the joke. And then in two weeks, she nails it. And it's a really funny, illuminating joke. Well, she had to go from A to B to C to get there. And if we don't let the comedians have that journey, then we're not going to get the great material and we're going to really stifle the art. Yeah, no, it's such an important point to make and, and to, for all of us to watch. I mean, at some point, we've got to take this girdle and shackles off of humor or it's not going to be funny anymore. I follow Tim Dillon a lot, and he is a fun guy. He kind of reminds me, he has a little bit of Dave Zucker slapstick in him, you know, the famous, <laughs> you know, going all the way back to the 70s and airplane, you know, which were designed to make us laugh about not taking ourselves too seriously. Uh, he seems to have that, that slapstick capability, but he also challenges you to think, and the greatest comedians in our lifetime always, always manage to do that. Christian, how do people follow all that you're doing? You're doing such great work. The podcast is on Just the News. You can go to our websites on all the platforms, but how do people, what are the best coordinates to stay in track with all of the great work you do every day? Well, thank, uh, my website is hollywoodintoto.com. I update it seven days a week. I have a book coming out in January, Virtue Bombs, How Hollywood Got Woke and Lost Its Soul. And on Twitter, yes, I'm still on Twitter, though I'm on <laughs> Getter as well. It's at Hollywood in Toto. Yeah, such great stuff. And folks, if you have not tried this podcast, you've got to do it. It is amazing. It's one of my favorite. We're so excited. It just started a few weeks ago. It's already lighting things up. But every week, go down and get the latest podcast. It is an amazing take on cancel culture on Hollywood. It gives you a break from some of the process stuff that we have to cover here in Washington. It's an amazing thing right on Hollywood with Christian Toto. Go download it today. Go subscribe. It is fantastic. Christian, we are so lucky to have you in the Justin News family. Your writing, your reporting is amazing. And of course, your podcast is an absolute winner. We can't wait to get you back on the show more regularly. Thanks. I love that. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day right after this. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back from the commercial break. A special thanks 
to our good guest today. I'm so thankful for Alveda King, so thankful for Christian Toto, two very wise people who I thought brought a lot of fact and perspective into the conversation today. So grateful for them. Hey, keep in mind, if you want to do something special for the holiday season, I've got the perfect gift for you. Annie's Kit Clubs, they have the best crafting opportunities. A monthly subscription from Annie's Kit Clubs can be a gift that gives all year long. Use your hands, use your mind, woodworking, crocheting, knitting, and they also have a program to take the end product that you made with your hands and give it to somebody in need. Meaning the gift that you created keeps giving because you give it to someone in need. Maybe a wounded warrior, maybe a homeless person, maybe someone struggling to make ends meet that couldn't afford a blanket or mittens or a cap. That makes me excited. The good friends, our good friends and our good partners, our good sponsors, at Andy's Kit Clubs, run a special opportunity. But just because you're a Just the News, John Solomon Reports fan, you get 75% off your first month's kit when you sign up for a subscription. Go check them out today. All you have to do is use the Just News word at checkout or go to andyskitclub.com slash Just News. Either way, you're going to get that incredible special offer. They do amazing things. You saw what they did for Veterans Day. I'm so grateful they were part of our Veterans Day special. Reward them. Say thank you to them for supporting us by going to their site. They go buy a gift subscription for someone for Christmas or better yet, spoil yourself for Christmas and get one of the great Annie's Kid Club subscriptions. I'm excited. I'm giving my niece a subscription for Christmas. I'm so excited. She doesn't know, so shh. Don't tell her yet, okay? I want it to be a surprise on Christmas Day. All right, folks, that wraps it up for the day. We'll be back tomorrow with more news. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about energy. We've got the former Interior Secretary, David Bernhardt, here. Very important discussion. We're going to make sense of what Joe Biden did and didn't do over the last week to try to address gas prices and then look at some of the alternative solutions to try lowering energy costs in America with David Bernhardt tomorrow, former Interior Secretary for President Trump. Until then, go check out Just the News all the time. We've got you covered in breaking news 24-7. God bless you. God bless this extraordinary country, the United States. Good night. We'll be back tomorrow. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and ZPAC. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. 
I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.